In a world where sports rule the airways, there are two who dare to break from the norm. It's time for the Movie Zone, starring Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot. Now playing on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hi, it's the Movie Zone. I'm Austin. He's Johnny. Johnny, did you know uh, we went viral famous a few days ago? No, I didn't. What happened? Well, not really viral famous, but apparently, and this is this came to me from Jenny Gerard, Scotty's wonderful wife. Okay. Uh, there's a Twitter account called Hunted or Not Bought. Oh, I did see something. I had and I had no idea what was going on. So inform me. So this this Twitter account, you send it pictures of your home or your an object or whatever, and, you, and it tells you whether or not that object is haunted. Okay. Well, I guess someone random, not here in Utah, across the world somewhere, asked haunted or not bought for recommendations for movie podcasts. Okay. And haunted or not bought sent them a link to our... Really? All, our, all of our podcasts. That's pretty cool. And so uh, shout out to Haunted or Not yeah. Bot for uh, the Movie Zone love. They're my new friends. Does Best that, friend. Does that mean that the Movie Zone is haunted, though? Uh, Well, I may be. You, wait, what? I could be haunted. I don't know. Can human beings, like living beings, be haunted? Yeah, it would be like... Uh, That's what, being uh, possessed. Possessed, yeah. Sure. Haunted is like... Yeah. Sure. We explain a lot, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would. It would. It would. So what so what what does that mean exactly? So yeah, what did they show an object of us or what how, no, that, I, how someone just asked in fact that they had sent that out on Twitter, can anyone recommend a movie podcast? No one answered. So then they said help me out haunted or not bot and haunted or not bot said try these guys and it was us. Wow. That's so. pretty cool. Well, I saw your response saying that if uh, if you dislike it blame me and if you like it to uh, congratulate you yeah and that's all i I had no idea what you were talking about if you like the show it's my fault if you don't like it it's johnny's fault right it's pretty easy okay it's pretty simple all right so thank you (laughs) you can find us anywhere you find your podcasts uh 1280thezone.com on our zone sports network app or literally itunes iheart tune in google podcasts all the above just search for the movie zone we got a lot to talk about this week a summer blockbuster comes out. Finally. I, I am in the minority that don't, I, I kind of, Look, I'm over it. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm done with the genre. But You're done with superheroes. Yeah, pretty much. Well, is this one really a superhero? Yes. Is she? Yes. What's her superpower then? She's in the Avengers. What's her superpower? I don't know. Negotiation. Maybe. She's a ninja. (laughs) Uh, So we'll talk about Black Widow. Uh, We have a poll question that has to do with Black Widow's cast. Cool. Uh, And, uh, of course, we have a From the Archives later in the show. But, Johnny... I uh, I come to you with Uh hands open. Yeah, uh uh-huh. I was wondering. And Yeah, what... And wait, wait, wait. Now, uh, what happened to the uh, DVD showdown? It got neglected now is this because of how the voting's been going because we've been talking about this for a few weeks just going we should we keep doing it no it, it's honestly because it was a holiday weekend and i spaced it just threw you yeah okay so no movie zone movie showdown this week that might be the first time since you and i have started doing the show that we don't have 
a showdown result. And I blame you. It, well, if you don't like it, it's your fault. If you like that there's no <laughs> Movie Zone showdown this week, it's, it's my fault. Well, follow us on Twitter and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> at Johnny Life at One, at Austin Horton. You know what? You know what we've never done? We need. Let's take some suggestions from our listeners as to what head-to-head matchup we Ooh, should be doing. That's a great idea. So the idea is you take two movies that are from similar genre. Right. You pit them up against each other on Twitter and you ask which is the better movie and people choose. And so we, we usually go from our personal collections at home. Mm-hmm. But if you have an idea, if you, if you think that there's a good matchup out there, let us know uh, at Austin Horton at Johnny Lightfoot One. I like this it. idea. I think this is good. Like an example would be like Scream versus I Know What You Did Last Summer. That would be like similar movies. Yes. That's what we're referring to. Yes. So, something like of the same genre, same type of movie, like Indiana Jones versus Tomb Raider. Right. Not Scary Movie 1 versus Scary Movie 2. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Not sequels versus their no. uh, predecessor. No. We, we want similar genre. So like uh, Mission Impossible versus Born. Predators versus Alien. Not that. We've oh. done enough Predator talk. Oh. Last I week haven't. was like all Predator. It's all gonna, the time. Yeah, it's on. <laughs> what, There's five what more is movies from the archives this week. Predator Two. <laughs> <I thought so. laughs> all right. Well, let's dive into uh, the new releases this week. Uh, we both had an opportunity to screen this first movie. Yes, and we because did. we have families, we weren't able to. But Johnny, tell the people about it. Well, we're talking about Black Widow finally being released and i am super excited austin is not excited but this is a rated pg-13 adventure sci-fi Ooh, interesting (laughs) natasha romanoff aka black widow confronts the darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with time well with ties from her past arises pursued by a force that will stop at nothing to bring her down natasha must deal with her his- her history as a spy and the broken relationships left in the wake long notice that long before she became an avenger uh-huh so this, this is starring a prequel. Uh, yeah. yes this is starring scarlett johansson it looks like florence Pugh, david harbour raquel welsh no not raquel welsh oh Rachel Weisz. Oh, that's how you say that? (laughs) Not fuzzy britches. (laughs) And of course, this is available in IMAX, 3D, D-Box, motion seating, and Dolby Atmos sound. You're going to want to see this, everyone but Austin. And that opens tonight. Tonight. At all Megaplex theater locations in both Utah and Nevada. By the way, this from Jeff Whipple, our friend at Megaplex. Yeah. Said Utah ranks first in the U.S. for Black Widow online searches, according to Google Trends. Nice. And uh, we always do Marvel and Disney right here in, in Utah. Yeah, even if you don't like it. Uh, and it's not that I don't like They're good movies. They you're, are. You're just tired of it. I am. I'm it's fat- been, I've got Marvel fatigue. It's been almost, well, let's see, 2000, well, it's been before 2008, but the Iron Man 1 was in 2008, and that's really when it started. Yeah, I was, in, I was a freshman, uh, sophomore in college when but Iron Man But how good was out. that? Iron Man 1 was good. Yeah. The Hulks that came out before that, not no, so good. No. We don't talk about those. It's kind of like- Didn't really care for much of the X-Men either. Yeah, that was Fox the first more than one Marvel. Was yeah. yeah. But we that's a Marvel comic. It is, yeah. but it was Fox done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, they kind of don't really discuss the the Hulks. They're kind of the, we don't want to, forget that. We didn't ever did that. And uh, what about Tobey Maguire's 
Spider-Man, Spider-Man. from Boy. Sony, but Sony's, but they've done three. They so Sony? they did Tommy McGuire. They did Andrew Garfield. Yeah, which and I, now Tom Holland. I mean, wow. I was telling you about a certain actor who hates playing a certain part that yes. he makes millions of dollars to do. Yes, it was on a list I saw on Twitter. Uh, Twenty-three actors who hated playing the, and Andrew Garfield hated playing Spider-Man. I don't get that. Like the average contract, take the part then. Right, the average contract these days is twenty million to do a film, and most films are already setting up to be a franchise. So let's say you do three of them. I don't know, sixty million. Yeah, that sounds horrible to me. (laughs) How about you, Austin? Uh, Yeah, not quite enough for me. No, not enough. I don't get out of bed for less than seventy-five. So I would, I would play Spider-Man for a hundred (laughs) bucks. I, uh, I, I, people, if, and here's the problem. You knew what you were getting when you signed up for that role. It's not a mystery role. It's not a new thing. Spider-Man's been around, what, 60 years now? Oh, more than that. 50 years? Long, long time, dude. So anyway, uh, if you don't like playing it, so now back, back, back to Black Widow. It's set after, uh, Avengers Civil War, or not Avengers Civil War. Uh, it was Captain uh, America Civil Captain War. Captain America yeah. Civil War, thank you. Uh, in the timeline, and before, as you mentioned, before she becomes an Avenger. Right. I have come a long, 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 long way in my appreciation and admiration for the talents of Scarlett Johansson. Oh, she's a great actress. She hasn't always been. No, but she is now. She is now. Yeah. She, she, whatever she's in now, I think you can take to the bank is going to be a good movie, and she's going to give a great performance. It wasn't always the case uh, for her. Uh, she used to be one of my least favorite actresses. Really? Even like what, in recent what di- years. What didn't you like of hers? I always felt when I was watching Scarlett Johansson on screen that I was watching Scarlett Johansson play another character. Good actors and actresses, you forget that that's Scarlett Johansson. You buy okay. into that okay. she's actually the character. Yeah, whoever it is, right. Uh, okay. And she's come a long way in that regard for me. I think I'm in the minority there. But I have really changed my opinion of Scarlett Johansson. She's always been beautiful. She's right. always been a you know, she's amazing by the way, an amazing singer. Right. She's got a phenomenal singing voice. Uh but she was not always as well respected by me uh, for being an actress as I respect her now. So that brings us to our poll question of the week. Oh, you got that one done. Yeah, I got that one. Okay, done. good. On Twitter, <laughs> at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot One, at Zone Sports Net, we asked, uh, name an actor, actress whose work you used to dislike but changed your mind about. Mm. So uh, get get on uh, Twitter, at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot One, at Zone Sports Net. We'll get your answers in segment two. But before we move on to the uh, other new releases, Johnny, Black Widow was supposed to come out more than a year ago correct was it january of 2020 i was the original i can't remember but it's been if more not than a year. it was summer of 2020 for sure well i know that it well it would have had to have been like june or so maybe yeah. memorial day that makes sense because it's been more than a year since it was supposed to originally come out and i know people uh, as i'm sure you do as i'm sure most of those listening to this this show right now that have held this one in as in high as in anticipation as I would hold the new Mission Impossible's. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. this is people have been ticking down the days to July eighth to finally go see Black Widow. Well, this this is a big deal. Um, 
people actually asked and did like internet petitions signing to make a Black Widow movie. They felt that she deserved it from her roles in the Avengers all the way back to when she was first introduced in Iron Man 2 as Black Widow. Okay, um, yeah. They, and they've always wanted one. And, and Disney actually listened, or Marvel, whoever you wanted to set, go with at that time, listened. They've made this movie. This is a big deal. So, uh, yeah, it is May 2020. It was originally supposed yeah, to be. It got Memorial. moved three times. I know. And now here it is. Uh, is this available on streaming? I don't know the answer to that. It's available on Disney. On Disney Plus? Disney Plus. For the extra fee? For the extra like fee. Like Raya and Soul. Yeah, just like like they're doing with all their, their, their current big releases. I believe it's 30 or $35, something like that. To, $29.99. Yeah, there you go. To get it on Disney Plus. And, you know, I get it. Sure. You get to stay home and watch a movie. You can pause it. You can rewind it. You can stop. But this isn't one of those movies that you want to see in the theater. Yeah. It's action. It's explosions. It's big sound. It's, it's like... I want to sit, eat my popcorn, and watch this movie and just have the full experience. This is the one where you want uh, IMAX or yeah. uh, a D-Box, maybe. Yeah, just yeah. like last week's with Fast and the Furious, this falls into that same category. I think so as well. So there you go, PG-13, Black Widow, that'll be the focus uh, this week, and we'll, we'll both go see it. Oh, yeah. And yeah. give you a full review, but I don't think anyone's anticipating that it won't be good. No, Marvel has not put out really bad movies since I think Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3 might have been kind of their worst movies they've done but since the Hulk's past 2008 it's pretty much been a gold mine since they've released everything I think the one that they questioned a lot on was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 okay. people are like what's this and they shouldn't have questioned that no but you just, did, you just didn't know what it was and yeah. it turned out to be amazing and since then i mean let's be honest they've had a string of successes yeah and i don't see this being anything different uh it's anticipated to score 81 percent fresh combined critics and audience on rotten tomatoes say that one more time it's it's anticipated that when you certified fresh it'll be 81 percent fresh combined with the critics and audience scores okay. on Rotten Tomatoes, okay. which is, the average is 68%. Right, so right. It's 81, that's way up above. Up look, this is a movie, as, as I've said several times, this is a movie you want to see in the theater, and then you're going to want to have in your collection at home, whether it's digital or, or an actual DVD or Blu-ray at home, because this is groundbreaking. By the way, uh, before we read this next new release, last week we talked about a documentary, The Price of Freedom. Yes, then we kind of both yeah. scoffed yeah. at it a little. Not scoffed, but went, eh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, it's apparently the front runner to win the Oscar for Best Documentary already. Well, what do we know? 100% rating from both critics and audience at Rotten Tomatoes. That's awesome. It has an agenda. Yeah, of course. Uh, if you're, if you're pro-NRA, you won't like the Price of Freedom documentary. Um, hmm. But I'm not, so I'll probably really like it. Well, you might... But it might not, it might lose to this week's. It might, and this week's is called The Loneliest Whale, The Search for 52. Now, my before I tell you about this, that's too long of a title. Oh, Should have left sure. it. At the Loneliest Whale? The Loneliest Whale or Search for Whale 52. You know what it sounds like? It. it sounds like a sequel to The Loneliest Whale. It does. The Loneliest Whale. The search. Colon, yes. The search for 52. Mm -hmm. uh, PG Adventure Documentary, a feature-length documentary that will take audiences on a journey to find the forgotten 52 Hertz whale. 
calling out at 52 hertz, a frequency unrecognized by other wells. This mysterious creature is believed to have lived its life in complete solitude. Its calls forever unanswered by its own kind. Sad. In our ever-present fascination with these majestic beasts, the tale of 52 has prompted an intense reaction amongst our own species, pointing to a greater awareness of human loneliness than ever before. Hmm. At first, Johnny, I went, that sounds really, really sleepy. Okay. Watched the trailer, and this is a must-see documentary. It you sounds will love like it. this yeah. movie. Basically about a whale that nobody knows about. That has been living right. for decades right. alone. Not yeah. only does no does no human really know about it, no other whale can hear it because it sings at a different frequency than the rest of all the other whale species. Well, it needs to learn to become a tenor. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it <laughs> needs to become a bass. It's too high at 52 hertz, right? But anyway, uh, the search for 50, the loneliest whale, the search for 52, I think this is a must-see, and I really, and I mean this, I think this is a must-see on the big screen with the big sounds, with the laser projection. Of course. Don't watch this on your iPhone. Watch this oh, in no the way. theater. No. I mean, let's be honest. Whales are huge. What better to see it is on than on a huge screen? Yep. That's what well, you have to. Yeah. Looking at it on a little three and a half by six and a half inch phone, that's not going to get it done. And, you know, and I want to, I just want to pause here for a second because I think it's really cool that the Megaplex are doing more documentaries. You know, they, they can pick and choose what they show. Yeah. And the fact that they've done documentaries two weeks in a row. And I think that's really cool because typically, let's be honest, most documentaries you see at home on uh, on your TV, maybe on Discovery Channel or something like that, if it's about animals. But the fact that you can see more now in the theater, on the big screen, in the great seats with the amazing sound is awesome. Yep. Get on you, Megaplex. Absolutely. All right. Tell us about Josie, the tiger and the fish. Which is it? Well, it's a tiger free. or a fish. <laughs> it's a tiger and a fish. It's a tiger fish. No. No. Maybe. Oh, he get, oh Larry, you <laughs> gave me these words again. It's a, a romance comedy drama, and this is a special event anime film only available for three nights and only beginning July 12th. Okay. So 12, 13, 14, gone. So if you're an anime fan, this is the time to see this. Okay. Uh, to Sunio? Sunio, yeah. I was so off. You were very close. <laughs> an ordinary college student and an avid diver unexpectedly becomes the caretaker of a wheelchair-bound young woman in order to raise money for his dream to go diving in Mexico. I've dove in Mexico. It's actually quite really? nice. Yes, I have. Wow. Honk. <laughs> <laughs> this young woman who calls herself Josie after her favorite book character is sullen and demanding, but Suseno, Tuseno, Sunio, Sunio, gosh, <laughs> becoming a funny thing now. Sunio helps Josie interact with the outside world and learns, learns more about Josie's unique perspective. Their feelings grow into love. The two begin to support each other in ways beyond just romance. Okay. Uh, yeah, a romance comedy. Are you an anime fan? No. I'm not a huge anime fan either. I, uh, I've i watched some and I enjoy it, but I'm not like diehard. I got to see all animes. But this sounds interesting and the fact that it's a, a limited screening might be worth checking out. It might be. You know what it reminds me of? Uh, a sneaky good rom 
Rom Drom from five years ago called Me Before You. Did you ever see that? Does that ring a bell? Mm. Sam Claflin, uh, Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. Yes, yes, she, I did. She uh, becomes a caretaker for yes. a a man uh, her age that's wheelchair bound, and yep. they of course fall in love. And it's a rom drom. This, this be, reminds me of that story a little bit. Would this be a dramance? This would be you or a rom drom. Yeah, rom drom dramance. Rom drom dramance. Drom rom drom. Rama. Okay. Rama. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a comedy in there. Oh, so it's a rom-com-a. It's a ro-ro-me-ma. Ro-me-ma. Ro-me-ma? Yeah. Why? Romance, comedy, which has me in the middle of it. <laughs> okay. All, All right, right, sorry. Uh, so there you go, Josie the Tiger and the Fish. Also, though, there's two special showings at Megaplex, uh, especially this week. Saturday night, you've got the Dustin Poirier, Col- Colin... Colin McGregor? Connor McGregor. Connor. Hey, well, you're getting my itis there. The, well, I wasn't reading. I was trying to remember. <laughs> I don't. I'm not a big fighter fan. Okay. Uh, but this is the trilogy, the final chapter between the two. If you're into that stuff, yeah, go see it on the big screen. If you're not into fighting, maybe you're into the ballet, and you can go see Bolshoi Ballet Coppelia. Oh, I'm glad you read that. Uh, it is a. Uh, could you PG-13. imagine if I read? Could you imagine if I read that? <laughs> it's a PG-13, <laughs> uh, three-hour-long ballet on the big screen, and I'm going to read it to you just to try. Okay, because it's weird. Swanilda, oh yeah, notices her fiance Franz is infatuated with the beautiful Coppelia, who sits reading on her balcony each day. <laughs> Nearly breaking up the two sweethearts, Capilia is not what she seems, and Swanilda decides to teach Franz a lesson. The Bolshoi's ebullient comedy, Capilia, involves a feisty heroine, a boyish fiancé with a wandering eye, an old doll maker, and a stunning corps de ballet abounding in youthful energy and irresistible humor in this effervescent production Wow, there's what a, a description. There's a lot to unpack there, and I have a feeling our buddy Larry Tassoni wanted me to read that one. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, uh, but it's uh, it, it definitely uh, that that is Pulitzer length the description for that one, and so. some big words too. So uh, <laughs> to recap, if you like ballet, Coppelia. If you like fighting, Poirier versus McGregor three. If you like anime, Josie the Tiger and the Fish, a special three night viewing starting on the twelfth. If you're into documentaries about wildlife, The Loneliest Well, The Search for 52, Mm -hmm. or the big blockbuster release this week, Black Widow starring Scarlett Johansson. There's something for everybody in what we just read. Coming up next in segment two, we'll get your poll question responses. The poll question this week on Twitter, at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot1, at Zone Sports Net. Name an actor or actress whose work you used to dislike but changed your mind about. Johnny will also give us a lesson in music history as we reveal soundtrack of the week up next here on the Movie Zone. I stopped an old man along the way Hoping to find some old forgotten words Or ancient melodies You're locked on to the Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot on 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. The Zone, Johnny Lightfoot, Austin Horton. This is the Movie Zone, and this 
I mean, come on. It's Toto. This is one of the top 10 songs ever written. It's a great song. It's an amazing piece of music. It really is. And it's tough to play. I'm not going to lie. It's a hard song even to perform. Well, we are doing music history lessons on Toto. And uh, Austin, I got to be honest, I'm not going to uh, unveil what our throwback movie is yet. But I was hard pressed to find a band in that because it was just strictly orchestrations. I see. And we have talked about the guy who orchestrates these many times, so we couldn't just discuss him. So instead, I went with Toto. Why? Because his son is in it. I see. Okay. Yes. So a famous movie composer's son was in Toto. Is. Was. Is. Is still. And Toto, the name... Do you know what it's from? Comes from The Wizard of Oz, right? Well, that's the dog's name, but I think <laughs> it might have a different meaning. Austin. It does. In fact, uh, in Latin, it translates to all-encompassing. Really? And that's what uh, David Hungate, the mem- original member of Toto, said that's why they named it Toto. That's pretty cool. I wish it was about the dog. I Wizard think it'd be cool Oz. if it was about the dog, yeah. Toto. Well, Toto is an American rock band formed in 1977 in Los Angeles, and the band's current lineup consists of, well, let's just talk about the notable members, Steve Lukather, which was guitars and vocals, and Joseph Williams, vocals, who also replaced the original singer Bobby Kimball. Toto became one of the best-selling music groups of their era. They have released 14 studio albums and has sold over 40 million records worldwide. The group has been... uh, Honored with Grammy Awards and was inducted into the Musicians Hall of Fame in 2009. They've been around 40 plus years, man. 40 you got plus tip cap. years. Yeah, the next four decades, basically, they've had tons of personnel changes throughout, including Joe Williams. Who you know. I know. You know his brother. I played in Air Supply with his brother, Mark Williams. Joe Williams, you might know him from the teenage Simba singing voice. Yeah, in the original. The child Simba. No, nope. Nope, the, ori- the, the original Lion King movie, the animated Disney one, he was the teenage Simba. It's singing. not Matthew Broderick singing. It's him singing. Correct. Hakuna Matata. That's Can right. Can you feel the love tonight? That's right. All that stuff. All of that is Joe Williams, who is the singer of Toto, whose brother is Mark Williams, who was in Air Supply with me, and both are sons of the amazing composer, John Williams. And I just learned this also. What's that? Their grandsons... Of jazz drummer Johnny Williams. That's right. I did not know that John Williams, the composer, was the son of jazz drummer Johnny Williams. Yeah, he's a junior. John Williams Jr., yeah. the movie composer. Yeah. And Johnny Williams, the jazz drummer. Pretty cool. Father and son. Yeah. And then here's his two grandsons. Wow. What a musical family. So that's soundtrack of the week, Toto. Yes. And it's, you know, there's... You just saw uh, what movie just had to... Uh, oh, uh, well, it was Weezer remaking a Toto song right? Uh, in uh, Frozen 2. Correct. Uh, wait, what am I talking about? Wait, I don't know. What am I... Oh, I'm sorry. They did... Uh, so Weezer on their most recent album, it was all covers. Right. They, they, did, did, they did Africa, wasn't it? They did Africa. Yeah. Uh, they also then did a mock-up of a Toto song in Frozen 2. Uh, what, what what's the song where he's in the wood, lost in the woods? You know, I I'm not. You're I crazy. I did not see Frozen two. Why? Uh, I didn't care to. Oh, you'd love it. Would I? No, not really. But the music's great. All right, so Toto, 
our soundtrack of the week. I love it. And uh, that has to do with our From the Archives? Yeah, it's a stretch, but it does. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'll What's tease it. What's the theme for From the Archives? Summer Blockbuster. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So we'll be d- discussing uh, Schindler's List in segment three. All right. Uh, <laughs> right now, though, it's time for our uh, poll question of the week and your responses. Get on Twitter. I'm at Austin Horton. Johnny is at Johnny Lightfoot one The station is at Zone Sports Net with Black Widow out this week, starring Scarlett Johansson. Uh, she's an actress that, as I mentioned in segment one, I didn't always care for. I've come uh, 180 degrees on her, though. I think she's... Mm-hmm. Amazing actress uh, and very talented, and uh, I would as as fatigued as I'm a, as I am on Marvel. She's so good now that I will see it just just to because see her of her. Okay, yeah, you're gonna love this movie. So uh, so we're asking you what uh, who's an actor actress whose work you used to dislike but changed your mind about. Do you have an answer before we dive into ooh polls? ooh? You want to think about it? Yeah, let me think about that for a second. Okay. Uh, Josh says I used to hate Mark Wahlberg. I thought he was a second-rate actor, but around the time Lone Survivor came out, I started to gain some respect for him. Now I love a good comedy with Mark, and he can even pull off some more serious roles now, too. Do you agree with that? I always liked Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Okay. Um, but talk about a career. Yeah. Model, musician, actor. He's done pretty well. Yeah. Um, I... I I think he's got about 50-50 good and bad movies. I think Donnie Wahlberg from New Kids became the other Wahlberg. Oh, totally. You know? Absolutely. Uh, you know, if you, uh, Josh, if you haven't seen Contraband or Instant Family. Rockstar. Two different genres for uh, Mark Wahlberg, but both incredible movies and roles. But then you've also got stuff like, what's that cop, buddy cop movie with... Will Ferrell. Oh. The good guys. Yes. Uh, you've got Daddy's Home. Yeah. Those are kind of fun. Yeah, but it's... Yeah. My still my favorite role, and I just mentioned it, was Rockstar. I have never seen Rockstar. It's so it's loosely based on Judas Priest. Okay. Coming coming in concert, by the way. They are. Uh, September 30th at... at uh, Maverick Center. Oh, Maverick Center. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Listen to 1280 Zone. We may have tickets. Uh-huh. Again? We already gave some away. We might have some extras kicking well, well, around. Well. Uh, Josh also says, Ryan Gosling, I hated him because he was a heartthrob after The Notebook, but he has so many I love now, most notably Blade Runner 2049. Also, prior to Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds was in mostly throwaway chick flicks, says Josh. Wrong. Wrong. Have you seen Just Friends, Josh? Have you seen Van Wilder? Right. Have you seen, uh, I guess, a TV show, but two guys and a girl in a pizza place? Speaking of his, uh, of Ryan Reynolds, I'm excited for Free Guy. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm a little nervous about Free Guy. Are you? real with you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ute Shasta, Mike, says, Never was a Steve Carell fan until he did Foxcatcher. Followed that up with the big short, and it was, Damn, this dude can act. Mariah Carey was awful in Glitter, but same thing in Precious. I had to wait until the credits to finally believe the social worker was her. Wow. Uh, to which Joe Dro said, Awful? She was beautiful. That's not the point. Right. The point is, is she a good actress? She's a good actress. Not, is she pretty? Lee, uh, or sorry, excuse me, Lee Norris says, Tony Collette. Oh, they, interesting. Lee's come a long way on Tony Collette. Bill says, Brian Cranston. Okay. Not sure why, but he always kind of bugged me, but Breaking Bad was so good, and he really was great in it. I wonder if it's because he came from a sitcom world. 
He did. He started with Seinfeld, did Malcolm uh-huh. in the Middle. Yeah. He was kind of a goofy, dumb dad for many years. Like you almost didn't believe he could be an actor. I mean, I would say real actor, but you know what I mean, like a movie actor. Stretch it, yeah. 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 You thought he was a slapstick, right. dumb dad sitcom character. Right. right. Uh, and then he did Breaking Bad, and now wow. he's done other stuff. And it, it, He is a terrifically gifted actor. Why him? Why him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kisses in that. I mean, come on. <laughs> Uh, germs guy, John English says, Keanu Reeves used to really bug me when he'd be the sore thumb in period affair, like dangerous liaisons and Dracula, but he, uh, he likes him now. Okay. I can see that. Uh, following along says I've learned to tolerate Leonardo DiCaprio. Hmm. The accountant turned me around on Ben Affleck. Okay. I'm still out on Meryl Streep. Whoa. My, my guy or gal. I love following along. You're right. Meryl Streep's the most overrated actress really? of all time. Okay. She's good. She's overrated. So you agree she should be snubbed like she has been for so many years? Yes. Okay. Uh, the, the, You're the, wrong, but okay. The Beatles are the most overrated band in history. They're good, <sighs> but by go. definition, they're overrated. Same with Meryl Streep. Okay. Landon agrees with me. Scarlett Johansson, uh, but he says the gif that I included in the uh, poll question changed his mind so he's having a little fun which gift was it it's from don john oh yeah 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 yeah. not a family movie no josh no. says steve carell joaquin phoenix and emily blunt interesting he used to dislike those three and now likes them now here's one i think a lot of people are iffy on ryan answers with owen wilson interesting okay so an actor that you used to dislike and now you like owen wilson i would I would love a follow-up with Ryan what movies he liked yeah, and didn't like. Because if Mark Wahlberg's 50-50, Owen Wilson is 50-50. I, I thought he was great as a Hansel in Zoolander. A comedy. Yes. I think he was great as uh Oh, gosh, I'm spacing the movie the guy now. Guy in Wedding Crashers. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. But there is bit, there has been some turds. Uh, I liked him in Night at the Museum. Yes, of course. He also, the, the one serious role I can think of, oh, actually two, oh, he what, uh, bought Marley and Me. Yeah, I have a hard time watching dog movies. Yeah, me too. I, uh, but, uh, and he did one with Julie Roberts where their son uh, wore a helmet. Uh, oh, he a wonder. Disfigured wonder. wonder. Uh, and he did one, uh, Once Upon a Time in Paris, not Once Upon a Time in Paris, Mid Paris at midnight or midnight in Paris. Oh, I don't think I midnight saw that in one. Paris. Midnight in Paris. I don't think I saw where that Where he one. travels in one night and meets Ernest Hemingway and a bunch of different uh, writers, and it's just not this. It, Owen Wilson. I'm sorry, man. If you're not doing comedy, it's hard to get into it. Coming up next from the archives, since Black Widow is uh, a huge summer blockbuster, we're talking about another all-time classic summer blockbuster actually austin yes we're talking about the first summer blockbuster it defined the de- the the yes, it did. description of summer blockbuster it defined it it is the first summer blockbuster known little known and unknown facts about blank come your way next as we close out this week's edition of the movie zone You're locked on to the Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Final segment this week here on the Movie Zone. Uh, Soundtrack of the week, Lesson in Music History, was Toto 
you're hearing Hold the Line here. And the reason Johnny picked Toto is uh, their lead singer, or is he backup vocalist? No, he's lead singer. Uh, Joe Williams, son of famous movie composer John Williams. Correct. So, uh, and Johnny, you, now that we're in segment three from the archives, we look back on a classic 10 years older, 10 years old or older. Yeah. And we give you known, little known, and unknown facts about a classic and from the archives. And you said Joe Williams being the son of John Williams was a hint towards what we'd be talking about in from the archives. Right. The second hit, what hint was the first summer blockbuster ever. And you say this defines. Summer Blockbuster. And I'll Started the why. whole idea behind it. What we, is the movie? We are talking about the movie that made everyone afraid to go into the water. 1975, Jaws. Uh-huh. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I think that is the all-time Summer Blockbuster. Well, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Roy Schreider, Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfus, which, by the way, I think this was his second movie he ever did, uh... Lorraine Gary, Murray Hamilton, and a lot of other people. Who did Murray Hamilton play? The, the mayor? Uh, I think he did. Okay. Uh, this should prove everything right here, Austin. This movie had a budget of $7 million. It's worldwide gross. $471.4 million. What year did it come out? 1975. 1975. A budget of $70 million? No, Seven. Oh, seven million. Gotcha. Seven. Uh, that today would be thirty-five million dollars. Right. And the worldwide gross was what? Four hundred and seventy-one point four million. Oh, whoops. Wow. That's so. We're talking a billion-dollar movie. Billion-dollar movie. Billion and a half. Billion-dollar movie. But here's what blows me away. This movie is rated PG. Now, just for a comparison, Austin, a PG movie today, Raya, Raya and the Last Dragon. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, One this, of these things does not seem like the other. This now, does would it? be PG thirteen now, right? I Maybe think, R. It might be R. Yeah. I think there's actually some uh, skin. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has a, a runtime of two hours and four minutes. Rotten Tomatoes critics give it ninety eight percent, while fans give it ninety percent. Now, would you put this in horror or would you put this in suspense thriller? It's a, probably suspense thriller with like. A toe in horror. I see. You know? And that toe gets eaten by a shark. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, right. Or right. you're only left with a toe. This okay. is the movie that proves that sharks are jerks. SOBs. <laughs> now, if <laughs> I was... Gordon says. If I was to say something else, the other true word I would <laughs> be thinking, I would be in a Samuel L. Jackson movie. I see. Okay. So, uh, over 67 million people in the U.S. went to see this film when it was initially released in 1975, making it the first summer blockbuster. Ah. Jaws opened June 20th, 1975. It was supposed to be released in theaters for Christmas of 74, but because filming ran way over shooting schedule, its release was pushed back to the summer the following year. Back in 1975... Austin Summers were traditionally saved for the worst movies. Okay. So Summer was like, oh, these are going to be the horrible movies. That's where they were typically dumped in theaters as American typically enjoyed the outdoors instead. But the film was so good that beachgoers actually flocked to see it. And the movie became the highest grossing film of all time up to that point. It became the first film to gross over 100 million at the box office. And the summer blockbuster was born. 
Unbelievable. Now, according to Richard Dreyfus, we started filming without a script, without a cast, and without a shark. What? Yeah. Yeah. What are you talking about? So uh, two of the main characters were, were cast nine days before the, they started filming, which wow. was uh, Richard Dreyfuss's character and uh, uh, Roy Schreider's character. Wow. Crazy. I know, right? When uh, John Williams originally played the score for, direct, for director Steven Spielberg, which is... Steven Spielberg laughed and said, ha, 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 that's funny, John, really. But what did you really have in mind for the theme for Jaws? Spielberg later stated that without John Williams' score, the movie would have only been half as successful, and according to Williams, it jump-started his career. And we're talking about just this simple da-da sound, right? Yeah. I, in fact, I, I remember, side note, Mark Williams coming home, telling me uh, he came home and his dad was sitting at the piano, and he goes, hey, Mark, what do you think of this? And he just played that E to F. Ba-da, ba-da. And Mark was just like, that's terrifying. It's creepy. It's and man, were they right? Yep. Uh, okay. Composer John Williams actually conducted the orchestra at the 1976 Academy Awards. So when Jaws was announced that they won the Oscar for the best score, because back then they typically would play the music that they won. Yeah. He had to run up to the podium to accept the Oscar and then run right back down to conduct the orchestra for his song. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Isn't that good? Now, I don't know, mo most people know this, but the shark's name was Bruce. Yeah. That was named after Steven Spielberg's lawyer. Oh, I didn't know that part. Which is kind of funny. <laughs> this shark. Yeah. And just a little throwback to one of your favorite movies from 2003, Finding Nemo. Yeah. The shark in Finding Nemo was named... Bruce. Bruce. Fish are friends, not food. Correct. Yeah. It was in hom homage to uh, Jaws. Uh, I went to Universal Studios Hollywood as a kid and did the backlot tour. Oh, that's fun. And you go down into this uh, water area and the the car breaks down. Yeah. And Jaws comes. Jaws comes. You. Yes. It was freaky. I did that as a kid, too. It was but pretty scary. But it's actual yes. animatronic shark from yes. the movie. Yes, it's the Craziness. Bruce. Well, and speaking of that, there were three mechanical Bruce's. Each with specialized functions. One shark was open on the right side, one was open on the left side, and the third was fully skinned, which I don't know why they did that. But each shark approximately cost $250,000. To make? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And during pre-production, Steven Spielberg and his friends Martin Scorsese, George Lucas, visited the effects shops where Bruce the shark was being constructed well, of course, them being who they are and just having fun. Lucas decided to stick his head inside the shark's mouth to see how it would work. And as a joke, Spielberg snuck to the controls and made the jaw clamp shut on Lucas's head. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Unfortunately, considering that later technical difficulties the production stuff would suffer, the shark malfunctioned, and Lucas got stuck in the mouth of the shark. <laughs> now, when Spielberg was finally right. yeah, when Spielberg was finally able to free him, the three men ran out of the workshop, afraid they had done major da damage to the shark. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's get out of here, man! <laughs> uh, no matter how old you get, boys will be boys. All right, so there you go. The the original summer blockbuster. The Jaws. original. That's where it started. There would be no summer blockbusters. There'd be no Black Widows. There'd be no Space Jams. There'd be no Mavericks, Top Guns without Jaws. Uh, I've got a buddy who's also in the radio business at a different uh, station 
who every Fourth of July watches Jaws. Well, that's, yeah. He says it's the best Fourth of July movie ever made. Well, you think about People it. People forget that it's over the Fourth of July. That is. But, yeah. You are correct. And you think about the the legacy they have with this. This movie even made it into another, uh, it wasn't Steven Spielberg, but he had something to do with it. Made it into the Back to the Future 2. Yeah, it did. With the, the 3D, Jaws 3D. Yeah, yeah. Jaws 74 or whatever <laughs> yeah. it was. <laughs> All right, Johnny, uh, that's it for this week's edition of The Movie Zone. Appreciate you doing what you do and being who you are. Absolutely. You too, buddy. All right. He's Johnny. I'm Austin. We'll be back next uh, next week uh, here on The Zone with another summer blockbuster question mark. Mm. One we legally haven't seen yet. We can't talk about it till next week. No, we've legally seen it. We can't legally talk about it. We saw a very two-hour trailer. So that's next week <laughs> right here on The Movie Zone. Have a good one.